0: I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto. Gonzo, also known as Super G, is in the building, and an honorary member of our 3T family, and the co-host of Late Night Crypto with Johnny and Jenna. Jenna X is in the building, ladies and gentlemen, so I'm very excited for today's show. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how the PayPal mafia continues to rule the world when it comes to innovation, as Elon Musk has filed to change Twitter into X.com. As Kwan Network is bullish on the global adoption of central bank digital currencies, claiming over $4 trillion in tokenized assets is set to enter this market. Ripple has partnered with Montenegro, bringing the central banks one step closer to leveraging blockchain technology, as Gary Gensler and the SEC have been given the green light to aggressively assert authority over the crypto markets, saving the big banks and collapsing American innovation. Fidelity and Bank of America both invested in Bitcoin this week as the United States financial system is on the brink of collapse. We break down the details, showing our community how blockchain was built to save the big banks. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. For those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, they kicked Gonzo off and brought him back on. So I'm happy to see he made it back on the stream. But how you feeling, my friend? And thanks for being here. Oh, Abs, I am feeling great. This is an exciting week. We've got Jenna on today.
1: We've got Crypto Area tomorrow. We've got the freedom conference on friday where i'm going to get to see all you guys and beer hug you and break your ribs so i'm super super excited it is a great week but i want to start this out like i always do good morning to all the warrior maniacs out there Susie, eric trudel becky all you guys out there love you guys appreciate you if i don't say your name it's only because there's too many of you but i love you guys appreciate you for showing up every single day like true warriors i can't wait to hop into
0: it. we got a lot of good stuff today Thank you so much, Johnny and Gonzo. It sounds like Johnny Crypto has been working out. He's going to break our ribs with hugs. Some impressive strength right there, my friend. But how are you feeling this morning, Gonzo? And thank you for making time for us.
2: I'm feeling great, man. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Like Johnny is full of energy today. That's awesome. So yeah, man, uh, it's two days in a row for me. So that that's great. Super happy. Just feeling really grateful and appreciative to be here with you guys and be here with Jenna because uh, I don't get to be on as much as uh, I would like. So it's going to be a great show.
0: Thank you, Gonzo and Jenna. Always happy to have you in the building. And for any of our listeners who don't know, you're going to be joining the show every Tuesday starting in late April. So that's a great announcement for our team. How are you feeling this morning? And thank you for being here. Also, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you so much, guys. You know it is always a great morning whenever I get to be on Good Morning Crypto. But also whenever I wake up in the morning and I see that text message from Mexi that says my take profits been triggered. What up? 30K Bitcoin. All right, let's go. I'm excited to be here with you guys. Gonzo, I'm excited to finally be on with you. Now you see my homie Snoop in the audience. I love you guys. Let's do it.
0: Shout out to Snoop Dogg. And we're going to start this show off the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. We're at 3,662 followers. Go smash that follow button and we love talking to you. You. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is sitting in greed this morning, Johnny Crypto, at a 68, but it to no surprise, as we're getting green bubbles all across the board. Render's the biggest mover on the day, up about 20%, and Soul Token up about 14%. When we check out the daily, uh, the total coin market cap, we are sitting at 1.23 trillion in global market cap this morning. Bitcoin is sitting at 47% dominance. Ethereum is about 19%. Guys, can you believe it? Bitcoin is sitting above $30,000 at 30,100, Ethereum approaching 2 grand sitting at 1900, XRP waiting for that explosive price movement and we're going to get into it today about how the price chart is showing us 83 cents could be coming very quickly. Currently, we are sitting at 51. Cardano is 40. Stellar is 10. And Quant Network sitting at 124. And Jenna, we're going to you first before we kick it to Johnny Crypto this morning, because I'd love to hear what you're watching in the market today. I had a great conversation with one of my friends. He said the most frustrating project is Algorand just because of the way it moves the marketing behind it. Do you agree? And what else are you watching?
3: I I agree. Algorand and XLM, right? Because I've been watching that for a very, very long time. However, I believe when it moves, it is going to move. And I've seen predictions anywhere like two to $3 in 2025. I don't know if that'll happen, but I did pick up more XLM yesterday because I feel very safe in that cryptocurrency that's not going anywhere. We know that Jed McCaleb is untouchable and is in bed with CFTC. So I like to keep my eye on that one.
0: Absolutely. And we're going to talk about the PayPal mafia today, Johnny. And Jenna brought it up herself. The PayPal mafia is both invested in Ripple and Stellar. So that's some really exciting news for all of our listeners. And while I got you on the screen, we got 226 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to play a video breaking down how CBDCs are set to launch in America. But Johnny Crypto, really briefly, is there anything that you're watching in the market today?
1: Well, Abs, you know i'm a big 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 advocate of the gaming space and, and gala has always been one of my favorite plays but one of the biggest competitors which i think could be one of the biggest competitors to gala is myra we've been keeping our eye on this one for a very very long time we've been tracking it you know in, in the pca stuff so so myra just launched their uh token last week and their node sales go on sale today so i'm excited i i'm I am loading up on the Myra coin, uh, while I can. Now, guys, do your own research. Do not do what I do, because I'll probably be wrong. It'll probably go down more. But nonetheless, I like this play in the long, long run because I think that the play to or PDE, which we call it, play to earn space. I think kids are gonna want to sit home and play games. I think player ready player one is something that the future is gonna be. And I think some of these companies like a Gala or a Myra. Again, I don't know who's gonna win the race, right? But what I always talk about, you gotta have a few horses in your stable. And uh I like this one. So this is one of those that I'm eyeing and keeping my my eye on. And the truck is backed up. I haven't fully loaded it yet. I'm waiting to see if it goes down some more. But I'm definitely I definitely put my toes in and bought some Myra. I like that one.
0: Gonzo, before we start off the show, I got to get a comment from you as well. And yesterday we broke it down. The Ethereum upgrade is set to take place tomorrow. And there's two sides to this coin, right? There's one side of Ethereum investors that's excited they're going to be able to unstake that Ethereum. But then there's the other side that's anticipating a large dump in the Ethereum prices. All of that staked Ethereum is going to enter the open market. So before we start our show, what are you anticipating, my friend? Will, it, will Ethereum dump in price when we get the Chappella upgrade?
2: Um, you know, we're like 24 hours away from that. I, I don't think so. Um, I, I think uh, we're already seeing that there's going to be delays uh, in the in the unstaking. Coinbase has made announcements. Lido Finance has made announcements. So I think it's going to be a gradual thing. Um, I think the numbers are you could unstake. Uh, it ends up being about 115,000 Ethereum a day that can be unstaked. So they're already backlogged, right, for the requests. Um, so I think it's going to be, kind of a nothing burger, we have to see how it's going to affect price in the long term because um, I don't think there's going to be like a huge all of a sudden dump. It ends up kind of being kind of like what happened with the merge where it was buy the rumor, sell the news, where everyone was expecting this price to crash, and I think it's going to actually do the exact opposite. Not to mention, uh, I want to say uh, it's about, at I think, 13% of the total Ethereum is staked right now. And I think that number could double. I think as soon as people, like like all of the Ethereum finishes getting unstaked over the next few weeks or a couple months, I think people are going to feel a lot more comfortable staking their Ethereum. So I think that number is going to double. We could easily go 26 to 30% of the total supply of
0: Ethereum uh, being staked. And Johnny, I'd love to give a shout out to Andrew Cashflow here as well, because yesterday on the show, he broke down how many Ethereum investors could be excited that they're going to be able to have liquid staking opportunities on Ethereum. And I completely agree. Gonzo, you just said it right there. Only 13% of the Ethereum in circulation is currently staked which means only 13% of people are earning on their Ethereum. And I think that market size could easily double, if not triple in the coming years. But Johnny Crypto, before I kick it to you, my friend, we're about to, play, we're about to break down a video of how America has been planning on launching a central bank digital currency for quite a while. And this right here is exactly why
4: eventually want to get rid of most banks. Now, the the big ones are too big to fail. But in the end, the ultimate objective is to essentially wipe all of the banks out so that your bank will be the Federal Reserve. Everything will be centralized. And again, this is not really about the money, although of course it is. This is about power and control. Because the government, such as it is, will have access to all of the information related to every single transaction you make. You buy a stick of gum, the government, will know. You buy a new car, the government will know. Oh, you bought the wrong car. You didn't buy an EV. Now you're going to get penalized. So in the end, Sean, this is really a move toward a CCP style social credit system.
0: Johnny, the thing I'd like to point out within this article that really catches my attention is the people who are launching this currency are now deciding how the citizen should live. They're going to decide what car is appropriate. They're going to decide what food is appropriate. They're going to decide what political opinions are appropriate. And if they disagree, not only are they going to shut you down from social media, they're going to shut you down from having access to your bank account. And we've heard it from the World Economic Forum. If you cannot provide value in this new economy, you are a useless eater. And that has me very concerned. So I'd love to hear your take. What does it mean that CBDCs are the first step towards social credit scores and the bank telling us how to live?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a rabbit hole that you can go down and, and so damn deep that you won't ever come out of that thing. Um, But I think, you know, I think these people watch our show. <laughs> We've been talking about that for the longest time, that this is exactly what that means is the middle banks will go away and basically everybody's going to be connected to, to the central bank. Now, the interesting thing is Abs, there's rules from what I understand, and I'm not 100% up to speed on it, but I do know that there's some laws that literally say that we can't be connected directly to the central bank. So something has to change. There's got to be some regulation or changes in law, but they'll get it. They'll pass it. It's not going to be a thing. I do have a question though for Gonzo. I always hear this term, nothing burger. What, what is a nothing burger? Is that like, is that one of those plant-based burgers, you know, without
2: the real meat? I, I, <laughs> I hear it all the time. It's a figure
1: of speech. Yeah, I got it it. I'm
2: absolutely, just... absolutely nothing's going to happen. I'm kidding, I'm <laughs> kidding,
1: I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But this is not a nothing burger, Abs. This is a serious burger. This is a burger with, you know, fries and ketchup and onion rings. This is a big-ass burger because this is really, really, you know, as people have been saying, there's a lot of shift of control of power when when, when one entity can see everything. And I would imagine that there will be a fight in the U.S., and I don't mean a physical fight, but I would imagine some fight with some Republicans that are going to say, hey, or already you see Robert F. Kennedy Jr. coming out saying, You know, we can't allow this to happen. So maybe there'll be some controls in place, at least early on, because it's coming. You ain't stopping CBC. You ain't stopping. It's coming. But I think in the U.S., you'll see some Congress people fighting, you know, some WWE stuff going on behind the scenes to basically say, okay, you can have it. But you have to have some level of restrictions and privacy so that citizens don't lose that that piece of privacy. I think that's what's going to happen if I had a bet. But that's just my two cents, eight cents.
0: Johnny, they always say to respect your elders. And when I do, I look back into the into the 1700s and I look at what they told us. They didn't say you should be worried about armies coming across the ocean and stealing this nation. They said you should be worried about it being stolen from right under your feet by the big banks getting control of your government, coming in and deciding how people should live their lives. And ironically enough, that's exactly what we're witnessing today, Jenna. And I want to read a quote that Johnny brought up within his response. He said, let's be clear. The Federal Reserve does not have the legal authority to implement a central bank digital currency. There is a strong bipartisan opposition in Congress to a CBDC. Sound money is essentially for defending freedom and a CBDC or, is Orwellian. Nevertheless, there there are people highly committed to implementing this dystopian tool for coercion and control. And Jenna, I'm just going to give you the open floor. I'd love for you to address what you talked about before the show, the possibility of ICE 9 and the collapse of these trillion-dollar institutions in order to bring in control.
3: Absolutely, Ab. So um, for anybody who's not heard about it, um, ICE 9 is definitely something you might want to check out because it kind of goes along with what um, that lady was saying on Fox News whenever you first put on. They were going to start targeting those banks that are too big to fail and who is considered too big to fail that's BlackRock, and so there's this whole theory and the way that they will shake it down but who makes up ice nine that's going to be different world leaders that's going to be people who sit on the world economic forum um sec all over the place people in huge positions of power including like christine lagarde you have um elizabeth warren i believe janet yellen is part of it so i definitely encourage you guys to check that out because what the main goal of ice nine is to do and it's not just tinfoil hack guys but is to actually take over as a one world currency so I definitely encourage everyone to pay attention open their eyes up and I think that with cbdc's people you know obviously they're opening their eyes to it they're like oh yeah this could happen but I don't think that they understand the reality of the situation how far people, um, how far these countries have already gone. If you go to atlanticcouncil.org, atlanticcouncil.org, you can actually see all of the countries that are, they're either launched, pilot, development, research, or inactive mode with CBDCs. And I'm telling you guys, like everything is lit up. It's lit up, guys. I have a green screen, but I'm telling you, there are 11 countries that have already launched CBDCs and you better be paying attention. And now what gets me is, Those are like your Jamaica, Caribbean, Nigeria. They've already launched. Bahamas has launched and we know who is down there. But there are 32 countries that are in the development stage of CBDCs. And you must be paying attention because I think that this is, you know, it's really going to change things. It's scary. It's scary. The world that we could be living in.
0: Johnny Crypto, before I play in Gonzo, sorry, before I play the end of this video, I'd love to just read a quote from the Federal Reserve. The Fed tweeted out this week that they have made no decision on issuing a central bank digital currency and would not do so without clear support from Congress and the executive branch. Ideally, in the form of a specific authoritarian law, a CBDC would not replace cash or any other payment option. And I want to remind people, of course, it wouldn't replace cash because it doesn't do the same thing. They are completely different operations. Gonzo, I, oh, go ahead, Johnny. Sorry. That's exactly
1: what they're going to do. They're going to say, oh, it's safe. It's not going to replace cash. It's private. You're going to hear everything you need to hear about how great it is. It's the slippery slope that happens five, 10 years from now when they start pulling those pieces out of the law that they're going to put in initially. But nonetheless, I've always felt abs. Everyone's like, oh, cash going away in two years. No, I don't think so. I think cash will still be here. Because the way this will operate is they'll, they'll introduce a the CBDC and they're not going to tell everybody tomorrow, hey, everybody only uses CBDC. You can't do that in the U.S. because people are very resistant to change. It's going to be a slow, gradual thing that I ha- that I think will happen over time. But here's what I think will be the difference. Abs. They will do things to incentivize you to use a CBDC. Like maybe they'll say, hey, if you use CBDC, you'll get an extra hundred bucks for free, um, you know, for, for is UBI. Or, you know, someone said in the chat, oh, the government's going to take away Bubba's beer. No, they're not going to take away Bubba's beer. If anything, they're going to say, hey, Bubba, you get more beer if you use the CBDC, right? They're going to do things, I think, to incentivize it um, while they try to get people to adopt it slowly. But at the same time, I don't think cash goes away instantly. It'll be one of these things where you'll see it like that, right? Where CBDC is going up. Oh, am I doing it wrong? CBDC is going up and cash use goes down. But I think that's going to be a 5, 10, 15-year period if you were to ask me.
0: I hope so, Johnny, because it seems like this is developing much quicker than many people have anticipated. And although that could be good for the crypto holders of today, the early adopters are set to make massive profits in this market. And many of that could be due to central bank digital currency. So I'm excited for the conversation we're about to have, breaking down how $5 in tokenized assets is set to enter this market in only the next seven years. Jenna, you could be a billionaire. But with that being said, we're going to play the end of this clip and go back to Jenna and Gonzo. Here we go.
4: And This is really a move toward a CCP style social credit system and they're using this move to a central bank digital currency as the biggest lever to try to get us there. It's important to note that, that uh, other cryptocurrencies like bitcoin is decentralized. This will be centralized within the government I think Bitcoin is, a, is a, uh, a technology for freedom. This is a technology for control. i mentioned this before, I, I brought my prop. I got a $20 bill. I can use this $20 bill however I choose for, for meat, for guns, for even illicit purposes. But when the government controls the dollar, they can control, as, as, the, as, uh, as we talked about in the report, whether you can buy a firearm, how much gas you can buy, how much electricity you can buy, can you buy meat or do you have to buy bug-based meat? They can control everything that you purchase with a digital dollar and whether you can purchase
0: anything. Well, And Jenna, we've highlighted the concerns many times before, but I just want to point this out. The government being able to tell us how we should eat, It, I don't know if that's ever even happened before. So like this is a whole new mechanism of control that they've never even had the opportunity to enforce measures like this. i just like to give you the open floor and then I'm going to respond. How do you feel about this video and the fact that bugs and meat, that may not be an option in the future?
3: It's scary though. Like, I, I mean, I just don't, Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that kind of control at all. I don't want somebody telling me what I can and can't do, can and can't buy. Like Johnny was saying, like bringing into like UBI, you may or may not get more based on what you do and with your CBDC. So I think that's absolutely horrible and disgusting. But the guy was holding up cash. That's going to be pretty much worthless. I mean, just stacking cash. It makes no sense. You need better hedges against inflation. That's why people are buying up silver, um, buying up gold, everything like that. So anything that you're going to be able to use to barter and trade later, It's also gonna be a good idea, like your seeds, ammo, whatever
0: we actually brought up a great quote or Gonzo. Sorry. I keep doing that. We keep, well, I brought up a great quote yesterday. Um, Somebody who works at the Quant Foundation said there's two types of money. Central bank digital currency can't be called money because you don't have the ability to spend it freely. Not only are they going to tell you where you can spend that money, they're going to tell you how quickly you need to remove that money from your bank account. And Jenna just highlighted it right there. A $20 bill is not the same thing as $20 in a CBDC because they don't have the same opportunity for buying power. I can take that 20 and I can give it to Johnny and not tell the government I can go into Walmart and spend it. I can do anything I want with my money. But when I have a central bank digital currency, not only am I going to have to get permission from an authority, they could shut it down. They could absolutely tell me no. And that, you know, that's a dangerous rabbit hole considering those are unelected officials. Gonzo, I'd love to hear what it means to you.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I think we've all kind of hit that nail in the head already a couple of times. Like it is not the future that we want to live in. But I think an unintended consequence of them. And, and the media is starting to push this CBD narrative is that look at the price of Bitcoin. It's at 30K, right? And it's going to continue to rally. And whether you believe in Bitcoin or one of the other digital assets, um, that's where they're going to push people. Because as people learn what CBDCs are and that you can't stop them, they're going to look for alternatives. Whether that's silver, gold, uh, real estate, or it's one of the other digital assets like Bitcoin, XRP, Ethereum, whatever that is, that, that's exactly where people are going to run to.
0: Thank you, Gonzo, and I've got a great follow-up video for our listeners. But before I do that, Johnny, we got 404 live listeners joining us. Shove us some love, smash that like button, and check out this update. Bitcoin was built to get around the central banks, and central bank digital currencies are built to take down Bitcoin. We're going to show you a brief video right now and go back to the group. Here we go.
4: Yeah, so go back to why did Bitcoin form. I always tell everybody read the Bitcoin white paper, bitcoin.org, and you can see it was meant to be a permissionless Uh, peer-to-peer payment system. And peer-to-peer and permissionless are important. There's no intermediary. People think of uh, Bitcoin in particular as a product. It really is a completely different computing architecture. So a lot of times people conflate something like Bitcoin or crypto with central bank digital currency. It's the exact opposite.
0: And Jenna, I think if anybody understands that it's people in the regulatory framework of America, whether it's Gary Gensler or Elizabeth Warren, they understand that currencies like crypto, sorry, currencies like Bitcoin are a direct uh, competitor to traditional fiat currencies because they give the holder control of what they actually own instead of having to custody their assets in a big bank. Right. So I'd just like to hear some thoughts and then we'll continue with the show.
3: Oh, exactly. But that's just it. Right. They want to keep you poor. They want to keep you in your place and they want to keep control. You can buy anything you want as long as it's U.S. currency. Right. So let's kill everything else and not give anybody a chance. Um, But I think that that is just making everyone more bullish. I think a lot more people are opening up their eyes. They're seeing, hey, this is what's going on around us. And I think it's great for Bitcoin. It's not going anywhere. Absolutely not.
0: Absolutely not. And we're about to show our listeners an article of how Fidelity and Bank of America both just invested over $200 million into microstrategies, which means, Johnny, they're invested in Bitcoin. But before we do that, we're going to show you a video of Brad Garlinghouse discussing how cash is not a competitor to crypto.
4: Vitalik, one of the founders of the Ethereum ecosystem, he was on a panel at a Ripple event, and the question he was asked was, who's the competition? And he pulled out a $20 Canadian bill and said, this is the competition. Mm-hmm. I couldn't disagree more. The, the, the comp- if we go out and say we're going to attack the system or attacking fiat, at the same event, we had Ben Bernanke come and speak. And he's like, look, central governments will control in one money supply. This is fundamental to be a sovereign nation. And so this idea that we're, I mean, I agree with Katie. Like, I don't call it cryptocurrency. I refer to it as digital assets. Cryptocurrency suggests I'm going to go to Amazon and buy things with this. You pay with crypto
2: and Johnny,
0: this has been a big difference in the way that Brad Garling, Oh, sorry about that. This has been a big difference in the way that Brad Garlinghouse has defined the use of cryptocurrencies as opposed to other leaders in this space. He always focuses on use cases. And we showed a video last week of Rosie Rios, XRP, it operates as a function and not as a store of value. Well, Brad Garlinghouse, he just indirectly said the same thing. What stuck out to you, Roto?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, so he's right and he's wrong. I mean, the reality is, it, it, to some extent... Um, this, these systems do replace the, the dollar, the dollar bill, or in a way handle the transaction of it behind the scenes. And someday, you know, when we switch to full digitization, it will replace it. It'll have a hand in replacing it. However, he's also right in the aspect that you don't want to come across as you're attacking the dollar or, or fiat. It's a way it's a, it's a means of, of, it's evolution of the next level of monetary system. Right which we're headed there anyway. There's no way to stop it. So the real question is how do we get there in the most efficient manner that makes it a uh, lower cost? We talked about this on the show. The cost to move money is going to become so cheap, Abs, but the price they're going to charge to move money isn't going to change much because they're the actually just going to increase their margins. We've been saying it for the longest time on this show um, because they're not going to give up that huge chunk if you remember, you, we actually played it on this show. It costs $45 to move money right now across seas. Bitcoin, it costs $1.75. Ethereum was $0.75. Cents. XRP is like 0. 0.003 cents, right? So the costs are so low. There's so much value in that system to the people who are going to operate it that there's no way it's not coming. Um, but yeah, so I think Brad is spot on in the way where You know, I think Vitalik approached it wrong when he pulled out the 20 bucks. That that wasn't the true um competition here. The real competition is who's gonna have the cheaper low-cost solution.
0: Oh, sorry, me button. There you go.
3: (laughs) So I agree and disagree with Brad and Johnny. Um, so I think that Brad kind of has to say that, right? With the position that he's in, everything like that, they don't want to make it seem like um, they're in competition for your dollar. But let's be real. Most cryptocurrencies are in competition or digital assets for your dollar, whether that be GDP, like no matter your, if it's a euro, whatever, it's your dollar. But at the same point in time, tell me, tell me you're not buying cryptocurrencies right now to make massive gains and cash out into fiat. Like. That's, you know, says my It's
0: facts, Jenna. And honestly, one of the biggest things that I made a mistake with when I first entered this market is thinking that these assets were only going to go up over time and being afraid to actually cash out and go back into an asset like cash because you get so optimistic and you think, if I can just continue to gain on my assets, my portfolio could be a million dollars in no time. Well, little did I know that a bear market comes Every four years. But guys, we've got 437 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Johnny Crypto, I want to get a comment from Gonzo here because you brought up something so important. Ron DeSantis gave a speech just this week, and Coach JV brought it down. want to give a shout-out to Coach JV, our fearless leader. Cannot wait to be out in Arizona this week. But um, Ron DeSantis gave a speech talking about how governments are trying to implement central bank digital currencies. And one of the biggest differences in a central bank digital currency – is that it removes the sovereign ability from the citizens. And we've broken it down for about 20 minutes here. But Johnny, sorry, I lost my train of thought. I just found it again. What I did want to focus on was the banking fees. That's what I wanted to focus on. So Ron DeSantis within that speech broke down how they just bailed out big banks in America, but claiming it wasn't a bailout because that money didn't come from the Federal Reserve. What did he do? And how are these big banks going to survive, Gonzo? They're going to charge consumers like us additional money to transfer your dollar. So if it costs, like Johnny Crypto said, $45 to transfer your money, they're going to switch into a FedNow system that costs them maybe a dollar, and they're still going to charge you massively high rates, increasing that percentage and only making the banks more profitable. So I just wanted to add that point there and get some open comments from you. How did you feel about Brad Garlinghouse stating that crypto is meant to work with fiat and not be the enemy?
2: Um, I was was actually going to add something to what you said with the bank fees. I, I think you're spot on with that. Because um, we know that they said they didn't bail out the banks, but they called it the Bank Term Funding Program. And they basically got loans versus the um, treasury bonds that were inverted, right? And so they were able to get these loans that now they're going to have to pay back. And how are they going to make their money? They're going to make it through all the fees, right? So like Johnny said, they can charge you fractions of a cent to send the money, but the fees will still continue to get higher. But as far as as what, what Brad was talking about, I mean, yeah, like Jenna's spot on, like, we trade and we end up back eventually at some point you end up in fiat. Even if you use the trading pairs where you're stacking either an altcoin or Bitcoin or altcoin ETH, you can continue to stack those. But at some point you have enough Ethereum, enough Bitcoin, enough XRP or whatever that you're going to have to turn it back into fiat to actually spend it and use it. Right. So yeah, spot on.
0: Absolutely. And Gonzo, we're about to break down our most important article for today as the committee advisories to the SEC just gave authority to Gary Gensler as well as Hester Pierce to aggressively assert authority over cryptocurrency. But before we do that, guys, we got 426 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And here's what's so exciting about this news right here. Although we understand they're coming after crypto, the endgame is is mass adoption. What Gary Gensler's objective is before we break down this article, is he's going to take traditional finance, allow them to custody your crypto assets. And once they have your crypto, that's when this market is set to explode. But here we go, guys, we're gonna break this down for you. Gary Gensler is about to assert aggressive authority over the crypto markets as the SEC advisory committee submitted its review of regulation of crypto assets to the SEC on Thursday. And in their letter to SEC Chairman Gary Gensler, they stated, we believe that virtually all, if not every single crypto token are operating as securities and that they, as well as the platforms and custodians dealing them, are subject to regulation under the federal securities laws in order to protect investors. And Johnny Crypto, I just remembered Gary Gensler put out a video on his Twitter breaking down the securities laws that I would love to play. So please give me some comments. And I'm going to pull up that video. How do you feel about the SEC's advisory committee telling Gary Gensler Go out, sue these companies, and allow traditional finance to make some big money. Are you talking about the SEC laws that Gary says are very, very clear? And
1: just come on in, walk in, come on in, sit down with us. We're going to work with you, no problem. And when you walk out the door, hey, pow. We're going to slap you with a lawsuit because that's pretty much what they do. You walk in, you come in there thinking, hey, you know, here's all my paperwork. Yeah, I want to file this thing, you know, and you think you got all your ducks in a row and you're doing your homework and you're a good company. And you're a good citizen. You want to come in and register your token and you walk out with a lawsuit. So, yeah, now Gary's 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 pulling one of these. Let me grab it. Here we go. We know what Gary is, right? Gary, pulled the rat snake weasel move. Telling everybody there's clarity, but then when you listen to guys like um, Brad Garlinghouse and I forgot, oh, it was the Brooks or the guy, the head of this Coinbase, and I always forget to keep changing. Those guys say, "Hey, we tried. We went to the SEC.
2: We tried to Brian get to- Armstrong.
1: Yeah, yeah, Armstrong. Thank you, thank you. I would be. I always get him and Brooks confused. I don't know why. I think Brooks worked Coinbase. Whatever. But anyway, the point is, these guys have said, guys, we went to the SEC. We tried to go and do this with them. We met with them, sometimes companies, two, three, four, five times abs. But even though Gary's saying there's clarity when they're going in the door and they're talking to Gary's agents, apparently there's no clarity. It's not happening, and that just tells you that right now the SEC or whoever's pulling the strings does not want crypto out there in full force. And we told you why we believe that, because we think – they're trying to move all their battleships in position to own all the infrastructure. We already told you NASDAQ's coming in and going to custody your crypto. Remember, all the other exchanges are bad, but NASDAQ's good. Right? <laughs> so You can just see what's happening. And I think that's why they're just using the SEC as a weaponized tool until they're ready to let the thing explode. That's my two. Eight cents.
3: You know what, Johnny, like I agree with you and I think it's really important. Like, so I'm looking at this investor advisory committee members, like at their biographies and these officers, I have no idea who the hell these people are, but I've noticed that their terms are all up in 2024 and I think it'd be really great if we could all just start getting over the left side, right side, whatever, and kind of go with more, who's more progressive and who's going to be here to save crypto. Because guys, at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't matter if you're, gay, if you're Republican, if you're Democrat, if you're whatever, like, let's go towards like things that actually matter. Like money matters. Us being able to take care of our families matter. We need people who are more progressive and this is not it. So we need to get these people out and we need to get new people in. That's all I'm saying.
0: Completely agree, Jenna. If there's anything that matters in this country, it's the ability to debate and the ability to have free speech. But guys, we got 451 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Gonzo, I'd love to get some closing thoughts from you, and then I'll play that video, Gary.
2: I was just going to say, I I keep kind of cutting in and out, but um, it should make you even more bullish on XRP because in all this craziness with all these lawsuits that are coming in, right, and all this regulation – Ripple is the most kind of advanced in that process. We're about to get resolution, right? And so it appears as it's going to be the, besides like Bitcoin, because they've said that's a commodity, it'll be the only other one that has clarity, right? And so uh, it should make you even more bullish on XRP because it's going to have the clarity that the other ones don't have.
0: And Johnny, that was one of the things that I learned during our Jeremy Hogan interview from last week. If XRP loses this lawsuit, that could be one of the best case scenarios. Now, I'm not saying that's likely, but let me just break it down for 30 seconds. XRP or Ripple could lose to the SEC, appeal, go to the appellate court, and win. And when they win in court, that would put them in the situation that Gonzo just outlined, where XRP is the only digital asset with a regulatory framework around it within the United States. And of course, Bitcoin's going to get a free pass, while the Ethereum Foundation is going to get sued at some point. That is the hot take that I'm willing to die on. But Johnny Crypto, I'm going to play this short video and go back to you, my friend. Here we go.
4: You've been criticized by some for regulating the crypto industry by enforcement policy rather than by proposing rules. Why have you to date been reluctant to propose new rules to govern crypto? It's pretty
1: straightforward. There already are rules. They're called the securities laws and the securities rules there's nothing incompatible about crypto and the current securities laws. So I think that really the goal of this agency
4: is to bring this field into compliance.
0: We're going to play that. I do not want to skip past that line. What did he say right there, Gonzo? The goal of this agency is to bring crypto into compliance. Well, why is that your goal, Gary? Johnny Crypto or Gonzo, I'm just going to give you the floor. Please respond. It's because once...
2: He gives that clarity to his TradFi friends. They're going to let this thing run and they're going to make a shit ton of money. And if you're in it, then you're going to make a shit ton of money too.
0: Absolutely. And I love how Michael P commented, guys, it's pretty straightforward. Come in and get sued. But Gary Gensler, here's the end. We're kicking it right back to you, Jenna.
4: And why do we have that It's so investors get the time-tested protections of our securities laws, And so uh,
1: those... (laughs) Companies out there, if they choose to try to avoid the law and they're still operating in the U.S., they're offering
4: products, they're offering broker-dealers or exchange.
0: There's so many things. I, I, I'm not even going to play the whole clip, Jenna. I'm kicking it straight to you. He said people are trying to break the law. That is not what's happening. There's no law to be followed. Jenna, floor is yours.
3: Exactly. 100% abs. And the problem is you have companies who have tried or who go to attorneys get legal opinions, but then they come out and they say, hey, no, no staking, staking bad, making money bad. You can't do this. Like they come out and they say these things later. Crypto wasn't even a thing back whenever the Howie test and all that shit was going on. Like now we need this. And we have other rulings where judges have said, This is, we don't know. There is no clarity right now. The CFTC can't figure out if it's a commodity. The SEC wants to say it's security. They don't know. And that is exactly it. So this is a bold faced lie. And whoever's lining his pockets, and obviously he's probably in bed with Elizabeth Warren too. Like they're having their whole good old time. They're trying to kill crypto. Like he is full of poo. That's it.
0: You can say shit on this channel, but Johnny Crypto, one of the things I wanted to point out, and I'm only kidding. One of the things I wanted to point out within this article before I get your opinion is the advice that the SEC just received from their advisory committee. And Jenna broke it down. None of these people are elected, and many of them are advising the traditional financial institutions today. So the SEC should continue to be aggressive in bringing enforcement actions against companies that are violating federal securities laws in the crypto space. This would include issuers, custodians, and those acting as unregistered platforms that are offering trading of crypto asset investments. We'll read those two red lines right after, Johnny, but I want to pause it there. They're coming after exchanges. Gary Gensler said it since day one. They just got advice from the advisory committee. Go after these exchanges and bring them into traditional finance. Let's put a positive spin on this. How can the regular everyday retail investor take advantage of this? Is there a positive in this situation?
1: Well, yeah. So in the long run, there is a positive. You have to remember something else. We're in this thing so early that we're actually getting caught up in the fight. So you are on. You got to put your seatbelt on in this space because you're going to go through a major bumpy road. It's going to be three to four years of a fight you stage. You, we, we talked about it earlier in the show. You got the CBDC versus Bitcoin. That's the real, true, forget everything else. That's the real battle. That's what's happening here. Those two things are going to be the ultimate battle, freedom versus control, and how that whole thing is going to play out. And I do think that, you know, for, for, for humanity's sake, you better hope Bitcoin at least survives that battle so that there's a way to play alternately outside the system. And I think it will. Um, in terms of the long run, what it means is when we get through the battle and we get to the other side, whatever those cryptocurrencies are that survive that battle, those are all going to be now, I don't want to say blessed, but they're going to basically have the infrastructure that's probably owned by the elites. They'll be well positioned. So they're going to let that a bitch take off like a rocket, right? So that's, the, that's the, the, the silver lining in this whole thing, is that if you're patient and you got a stomach that's solid that can handle rocks gurgling in there, right? Because it's going to be ugly. You're going to want to puke and vomit over time but you have to be able to sit through this whole thing. Dude, I watched my account go all the way up and it's all back down. Yep. But you know what? In the old days I would have bailed. I would have panicked. I would have been out and I wouldn't be, and I'd be, I'd be one of the guys bashing crypto right now, but thanks to the 3T Academy and coach, I learned patience. I learned the game. I learned how it's played. And guys, that's why cheap plug here coming up. But basically if you haven't already got your tickets, Make sure you sign up for the link below. There's only three days left. You get to come out to Arizona. Somebody said they want to autograph. We'll sign autographs. We'll do whatever you guys want. Come out. Hang out with us. Because I think more importantly is folks in this chat and paying attention here want to improve their lives. And that's what we're trying to do, too. That's what Coach is all about, trying to improve people's lives with the Academy. And this Freedom Conference is really for those folks that want to step it up to the next level. So, guys, if you haven't only... Three days left? Yeah, Friday. Three days left. Only a few tickets left. Click on the link below. Come check us out. I think you'll be. You'll find it a very, very
0: life-changing experience, Abs. Amazing. Thank you, Johnny Crypto. And guys, you know where to find us. April 14th and April 15th, Mesa, Arizona. Also, I want to give a shout-out to one of my friends, Quincy Jones. I am trying to convince him to come by. So go and tweet at Quincy right now. Tell them Swing by the Warrior Conference on April 14th. But guys, we're going to dive right back into our XRP content. And Jenna, I'd love to start with you here. As one of our good friends, Waters Above, said that XRP is ready to blast off and hit that $0.83 cent price target very soon. But he had an interesting take on how the crypto community should react to this price movement. He said the chief wolf is done playing games with y'all. You said and you wanted the truth, then got soft on me when I called out the tribalism that infests this space. It's literally called Blockchain chained to the block, wake up and stop worshiping this shit. Jenna, see, it's okay to say that. And start using that energy to serve your purpose instead of being used as an instrument to serve XRP's purpose. And Johnny Crypto, you know, these are shots fired at me right here. And I'm willing to take these shots because as the guy who creates the titles for the show, XRP is continually in our titles for a very good reason. I'm one of the people who puts a lot of time, effort, energy, creativity into projects like this and doing my research. And after spending years within this market, I'm not... Maybe I'm in my early 20s, but I'm not somebody who's new to crypto whatsoever. I'm approaching four years in this market. And the entire time I've been here, I started off as a Bitcoin maxi, found my way to Ethereum, and ended up at the best technology I believe to be in the space, which is XRP and HBAR. I'm a huge advocate of HBAR as well, even though it's not in the title every day. It's one of the projects that I absolutely love. So Johnny and Jenna, let's start off with Jenna here. I'd love to get your thoughts $0.83 $0.83 cent XRP, it's positive for our community, but do you agree with him? Stop worshiping blockchain. It could be our demise.
3: No, I'm trying to get past the part where he's talking about investing in tampons and a box of tissues. What the hell is that supposed I to mean, Waters?
0: I selectively skip past that, that sign. No,
3: <laughs> well, exactly, and that's why I'm going to bring it up. Um, So I'm going to act like that wasn't like a little bit sexist and that he's calling everyone vaginas and to stop crying, but some of you are. Well, let's be real. Some of you are, but Notice I rebranded myself and that's because I think there's way too much tribalism in this space. And I think that we need to have our eyes open and, you know, we want blockchain to succeed. But I think that by being maxis and think about if you go into a Bitcoin maxi room on Clubhouse or Twitter, how negative and toxic it is. And, you know, just the shit I would take. But just because I love and support token does not mean that I can't love and see the value in others and the technology So I think that, you know, if you're not paying attention to that, you're definitely definitely in the wrong space. But also, 83 cents, like, that doesn't excite me, guys. Like, I'm here for, well, it does because I am long on XRP. But I'm here for, like, you know, some $3 gains, then I'll take it all the way up. I got a whole plan, but it's not starting until about $3.
0: Absolutely. And although XRP is yet to move, Bitcoin is hitting that $30,000 price target this morning. And while I have you here, we got 478 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button and Johnny Crypto. We were showing this chart way before we actually got a takeoff in the Bitcoin price chart. And I want to give a shout-out to our good friend Tony Edward. He often comes on our show. You should go check out his YouTube channel, puts out fantastic comment. I mean content. But Johnny, this chart right here is proving to be one of the most accurate charts in the crypto market today, showing that the Bitcoin price chart could go somewhere between 32 and and $36,000 before going back into a bear market and completing that consolidation. So just wanted to get some brief comments here. How do you feel about Bitcoin touching that $32,000 price target? And then typically we're going back into the bear market.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't really doesn't, I don't, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a swing trader, a day trader. I'm a long-term hodler and I'm looking for really the, the bigger payoffs abs. So for me, this is one of those things where I'm keeping an eye on it and I'm looking at What's moving right now as Bitcoin, as, as, as we get this transfer now from Bitcoin dominance, you'll see it drop off as we pull back. What you want to see is which one are the altcoins that are actually getting a little activity here. Because if they're getting some activity now, when we get the real bull run next year, that's probably the ones that are going to be, you know, more likely to be amplified in the future. So that's what I'm looking for. When, when we get to this, when, when, you know, so, so to me, that's the only significance I care about right here. By the way, I love Jenna too. Just so you all know, Jenna, I agree with you. You know, whether we call them, well, I won't use the word cause I'll probably get in trouble if I do. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, this is why I don't care about the coin. I try to tell everybody, don't get emotionally attached to any of your coins and good for you, Jennifer, changing your name, but you don't want to be attached to your coin, guys. Why do you think we have ho- stable? I call them stable. They're horses. There's just a bunch of horses in a stable. I don't care which one wins. It could be XRP, XLM, Quant, I don't give a shit. What I care is I want a few of them to win, but I don't care which one wins. So don't be attached to your coins. There's no need for that tribalism crap. No, 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 no. This whole game is where the future is going. Make sure you've got some of those future, you know, what you believe are the best use case utilities, put in your stable, and then you just sit and you wait. You wait. Trust me, I did this in 1997 and I screwed up. Don't do what I did. Don't buy Amazon and sell it. You buy and you hold this shit because we're so damn early abs. There's a huge upside that none of us realize. Like 83 cents, like when you said 83 cents, I laughed. I don't even care about 83 cents. I don't even know if I care about $3 XRP.
0: But guys, I like, I get it. But at the same time, it would be pretty exciting. I mean, we're sitting at 51 cents. Yes. 83 cents. I'm not saying I'm stacking it. I'm not going to retire or anything, but I'm still going to be here doing this every day. Even if I was able to retire, I would do the show every day. But Jenna, you're not excited about 83 cents either. The reason I think it's important is because we're getting out of this bear market. We're completing a bear market bottom. We're not going to revisit that 25 to 30 cent range anytime soon. And to me, Johnny... That gets me fired up and that gets me excited. And, guys, we got 497 live listeners on YouTube alone right now. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And, Johnny, you just said it. Why should you be holding your Bitcoin or why should you be holding your crypto? Bitcoin is being adopted by the big banks. And although this is supposed to be um, a competitor to the big banks, it appears – they're having no choice but to come in and custody this asset as Fidelity and Bank of America both just gained massive exposure to Bitcoin, investing over $20 million, in, or sorry, $200 million in total into MicroStrategies. And we don't really need to break down the details here, Jenna. I just wanted to get some additional comments. How do you feel about Fidelity and Bank of America both buying into Bitcoin during this bear market?
3: They know it's not going to go anywhere. And is this so ironic? Like we see the banks now getting like into Bitcoin and everything. But either way, they're going to find a way to get their hands in it because they know this peer-to-peer system cannot be stopped. So they're going to get their hands in it. We're going to end up paying for it one way.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's why Fidelity, NASDAQ, BNY, Mellon, and HSBC are all starting to custody your crypto. Johnny, do you have any comments on Michael Saylor here? The big banks appear to be using Michael Saylor as a third party between custodying their crypto themselves. What do you think of that big news right there?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the interesting thing is everybody bashed Michael Saylor a few years ago. I think at the end of the day, Saylor is gonna be the one laughing at everybody when Bitcoin hits, you know, one hundred fifty or two hundred thousand uh, somewhere down the road. When you look at, the- he's break even right now.
2: He just he just became break even on his uh, average price. So he's even. yeah.
1: And his and his and his in his lose pad, his cash out price is like three grand. He's very very he's not very highly leveraged. So at the end of the day, that's not going to rip the sleeves off. But so I think, Abs, that Michael Saylor is going to end up with the last laugh in this. However, the the, 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 the corporation that's going to end up with the bigger last laugh is going to be the U.S. government. Because believe it or not, Abs, the U.S. government owns more Bitcoin than Mike Michael Saylor. And I forgot what other company it was put together. So the U.S. does have an invested big. And there's no doubt about it. The U.S. government has figured out that they can't stop Bitcoin at this point. It's it's unstoppable. So, what's the next best thing? Well, you might as well consume it all. And that's how you manipulate it. And that's pretty much what they do in gold and silver. And you'll probably see the same exact thing happen with Bitcoin. They'll absorb a good chunk of it so they can control
0: it. That's my guess. Gonzo, I'd love to get some comments from you. I remember during, I think it was 2022, like a conversation was if Bitcoin reached $3,500. Michael Saylor and MicroStrategies would be liquidated, and that could have been a black swan within the market. Little did we know that young JP Morgan, also known as Sam Bankman-Fried, was sitting on the sidelines, ready to take everyone's money, so it wasn't necessary for, gu- for MicroStrategies to collapse. But guys, I just wanted to get your take, Gonzo. Give us your thoughts on MicroStrategies and the fact that Fidelity and Bank of America, they're buying Bitcoin right now.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, they're taking a page out of, uh, what's his name's book, the old guy, who's buying into New Bank, right? Who said that Bitcoin was right? It was it's Charlie Munger's uh, boy,
0: uh, Warren Buffett. Uh,
2: what's his name? Yeah, Warren Buffett, right? So Warren Buffett said that Bitcoin was garbage, but there there he was like buying into the banks, right? New Bank, which is that Brazilian bank that was uh, like digital assets, right? Same thing with uh, B of A, right? He owns a lot of, B of A. and then now you have um, these guys that are investing. So, I mean, these guys were buying in the first quarter when MicroStrategy was down. Now it's moving up, right? because the, the, the price of Bitcoin is, is moving up. So nothing new under the sun. This is what they always do, right?
0: Absolutely. That's why they tell
2: you, follow the money.
0: And to close out our Bitcoin conversation, we're going to show you exactly why the United States government is afraid of this innovative technology. And then we'll continue with some XRP content. Here we go. This
1: administration, I believe, is going to go after you and is going to try to destroy you. And by the way, that's a pattern of authoritarians. China, communist China outlawed Bitcoin for the exact same reason. Why does Elizabeth Warren hate Bitcoin? For the same reason that she and China hates Bitcoin, because neither one of them can control it. And and, and the theme through all of this is, is the power of freedom to be not subject to the arbitrary whims of
0: those in government And he says those in government power, Jenna, and I'm kicking it to you here, but I actually think he means the unelected officials controlling our banking system today. That's my biggest concern. I'd love to hear what it means to you. We just broke down. Elizabeth Warren is leading an anti-crypto campaign across America. Ted Cruz is telling us why.
3: Yeah, no, same. I and mean, that's like what I was talking about with the ice nine thing. There's a certain group of people that want to remain in control and have their own pockets lined and everything. And, you know, they want to basically enslave us. And I do believe that. So I think that we are honestly becoming no better than China. And that's not what America means to me. So definitely, um, it's definitely sad.
0: It is sad and it's only getting started. One of the things that catches my attention, Johnny, is the fact that I need to pull up a video in the background. So you got to give me a couple seconds here and give me your thoughts. How do you feel about Bitcoin? We're Actually, let me pull up an interesting chart. You know what, Johnny, take the open floor. I got too much going on here.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Go right ahead. I I think at the end of the day, you know, Ted, Ted is spot on, right? We all know, we've been saying that Bitcoin provides this alternative system. Um, You know, as opposed to the CBDC that we just talked about. And the question is, will it survive that the fight you stage? So if you're in the chat there, give us a one if you think Bitcoin will survive the fight you stage or give us a two if you think the government will find a way to shut it down. But abs, that is really going to truly be the long term question here is will will humanity find some alternative system outside of what's coming? And I think that's oh, I see you pulled your chart up here. So I guess we can talk. This this is the Bitcoin
0: price start. Yeah, Jenna, do you have any comments? Uh, well, how,
3: but how can they really shut it down? If you have other countries that are adopting it, that are rapidly adopting it and using it as currency, how can one another country just come in and say, "No, we're getting rid of it"? Like Impossible. You can't.
0: Impossible, and that's why yeah, they can't. we talk about, what like, about like, can't ban Bitcoin, right, Gonzo? Like right. Eighty.
2: Yeah, eighty percent of the supply is held outside of the United States, so yeah. I, I we get kind of you know, U.S. centric because we live here and we're experiencing it. We got to deal with the SEC and stuff. But a, a lot of this stuff is happening outside of the U.S. And I said this before, they will continue to move without the U.S. And those companies that are, that are that are being harassed or that want to build will just move outside of the U.S. And those people that have the money and have the wealth that don't want to like live in this like country anymore because of the way that it's going, they have the opportunity to move somewhere else. And And, and and that's that's ultimately what it comes down to, right? Right. That's why we're trying to build build wealth 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 or have have generational wealth so that we can go. I I love this country. I served in the military. I don't want to leave. But ultimately, I'm building my wealth so that if it does go sideways, I can go wherever I'm treated the best.
0: Absolutely. Go ahead, Johnny. The
1: question here is, Gonzo, do we think – so I agree with you. They're not shutting it down on the rest of the world. Because the globe is using it. There are countries that need it. They're actually using it to survive. And it's actually a good thing for those countries and those citizens that they can maybe get around the, the totalitarian governments that are out there. And the question I have is, will they make it illegal Well, in the U.S.? right? They could just simply pass a law the way they did in 1933 and said gold is illegal to own. Literally, Congress could come out and say, hey, U.S. citizen, if you live in America, you can't trade or use Bitcoin. If you do, it's illegal. You're
0: going to jail. Johnny, let me just add to this really quick because one of our listeners, Kenton Clutter, always comments, great listener on our show. He said in the U.S. from 1933 to 1974, Johnny, shout out to you. It was illegal for the United States citizens to own gold in the form of a gold bullion without a special license. Well, what are we seeing today? Imagine if you needed a special license in order to hold specific digital assets. Really wouldn't surprise me. That's exactly
1: my point is that's what I'm saying is so. So while you can't necessarily stop the Bitcoin system and I'm not suggesting that's possible. What I am saying is they could they could certainly outlaw or ban Bitcoin in the US and just make it illegal for citizens to use it because they want to. And I don't know if they're going to go that far, but it certainly is not inconceivable. You know, you saw it. They just did it with gold. There's no reason why they can't do it with Bitcoin too, especially because Bitcoin don't make it sound like it's nefarious. Oh, the things used for you know how piracy.
2: how many times has Bitcoin been banned in its life though? Think about that. Hundreds. How many? Yeah. Well, you t- many t- t- I'm not talking about Bitcoin banning. I'm
1: not talking about banning. I'm talking about a law that puts you in jail. That's a very but, different. Which thing.
2: is which is kind of the same thing, right? Like no. like well, I mean, they can't ban it, and then if they're going to ban it, there has to be a penalty, right? Or there's no incentive, right? They can't just say you can't possess it because if there's no penalty to it then people will still find a way around it right so how many there has times to be they- there has to be there has to be a criminal component with that where it makes you afraid to break that law right to hold it because now you know you're going to go to prison because if they just say oh you're banning it but there's no penalty people are going to be like whatever dude but if they say hey if we catch you with it you're going to prison for 30 years then people are going to be like oh okay whoa Right. That's what
1: I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If they do that, that hasn't happened yet. There hasn't been a proposal. There is for TikTok, by the way. If you use a VPN, you go to your gym for 20 years, right? If they do that for Bitcoin, I, yeah, there you go. Exactly. I think you certainly will see a reluctance of citizens to want to use Bitcoin if a law gets passed like that. Let's hope that doesn't happen. I'm just saying, I, it. you never know. I
3: think, I think though, that VPN thing, not that I think that that will ever actually end up getting passed here. Um, but it kind of reminds me of that warning, that FBI warning that would show up on your VHS or your DVDs. Hey, if you copy this, you can get, you know, five years in jail and $250,000 fine, you know, and they can't throw all of us in. And I wouldn't, I don't think that they would, you know, get rid of Bitcoin when Gary Gensler, I think he's a Bitcoin, a bit of a Bitcoin maxi. But I think he, you know, they've already declared it a commodity and too many apps, too many like um, banks are invested in it. You know, you see. Cash App, um, all of these places everywhere, Acorns, where, you know, you can invest in Bitcoin. So I think that that's going to be the okay one.
1: Hey, Jen, I just want to clarify for our younger generation out there what a VCR is. I don't think ABS or anybody of them know they were probably in diapers when VCRs existed. But these are like little video cassette recorders. You put it in and it was a warning that said you couldn't copy. And by the way, everybody copied it. Nobody <laughs> Followed that one. That's a great analogy,
0: Jenna. I I really think that's an accurate analogy because like in that FBI warning, I can remember it would said up to 25 years in federal prison or a $500 fine. So it's like you can spend 20 years in jail for a VPN – or you can pay 200 bucks and go about your day. <laughs> guys, it's like
2: cutting the tag off your mattress. It's a federal offense. If you is it really? Mattress. That's yeah.
0: hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> so who's checking that? Who's monitoring the tag on my mattress? That's the real question to ask. But guys, we got about three minutes left in this episode and we didn't address this yet. As according to a recent court filing in the Southern District of Florida, Twitter is now X. Twitter Incorporation has now merged into X Corp and Twitter no longer exists. Can you believe it, Jenna? I'd love to get some thoughts from you.
3: Um, Come back to me.
0: Yes. So Johnny, what I actually wanted to focus on here is the fact that Elon Musk, when he initially bought Twitter, said he not only wanted to make it into a payments platform, he wanted to make it into the biggest payment platform on the planet. And the people who led PayPal mafia and created PayPal back in the day, they still control Silicon Valley and modern day finance. Whether there's so many companies like Pelotar was created by PayPal founder, Tesla, uh, can't really remember any others. But there's a huge list out there, guys. So if you want to check it out, go do your research. PayPal Mafia controls California today. Johnny, how do you feel about Twitter now forming into X.com?
1: Well, no. So no surprise there. I mean, obviously, Elon Musk has an affixation with the letter X, right? He's got SpaceX. He got X Corp. Now we got the Twitter X. The, <laughs> the way I look at Jenna, you better be careful because now your name is Jenna X. So he's going to be coming after you next. But the one thing that is mind-boggling to me, Abs, mind-boggling, is here you got this guy that's totally in love with the X, right? Everything about him is an X and he wants our payment system. Where the hell's XRP? Why is this guy not married to XRP? I don't understand. Maybe there's something in the background. Maybe we'll find out later. But that does feel like the one disconnect. And this guy's all about X's, but he ain't he ain't playing with the one X that to be honest, with you, would actually get me excited. Is to see him playing with XRP or trying to integrate that into the Twitter payment system. But we'll see what happens in the long
0: run. Thank you guys. And Jenna, I'd love to give us a chance to just close it out while you're doing it. Remind people where they can find you and then give us your response.
3: All right, guys, you can find me. Um, I am at Jenna X crypto. I changed that and Jenna X on YouTube. I like it. I, I like I think any of us will still use it no matter what he brands to. But for me, my X is interoperable done interoperably like that um but yeah no I, I mean i think it's cool i think it would you know go along with all of his ex things but i think no matter what he dies we're all too addicted to the platform and we're all still gonna use it so i think it's fine and it yes. money
0: too and we're gonna close this show out the same way we always do by saying thank you to each one of our special guests thank you to johnny thank you to gonzo and thank you to jenna x we got 482 live listeners joining us show us some love smash that like button we'll see you guys in 23 hours as Crypto Erie is going to be joining Good Morning Crypto.
1: Let's go.